Hello, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F. As in Fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Friday, January 8th, 2021, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in Chapter 2. There is a solution on the top of page 28. We will be reading and commenting on the first and second paragraphs on page 28, which begin with, here was the terrible dilemma and end with a design for living that really works. Today's readers are Laureen D, Jason S, Tenzin P, Matt J F, and Carmela G. The share the recording share ID numbers for yesterday, Thursday, January 7th, 2021, are 16,149. For the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, that's 16149, and 16,150 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, that's 16150. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Laureen D. to read the OA 12 Steps. Good morning. This is Laureen D. from Washington State, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible 
except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for the opportunity to serve and have a good day. Thank you, Laureen D. from Washington State. I will now ask Jason S. to read the OA-12 tradition. Thanks. Good morning. My name is Jason S., recovered in Lacombe, Alberta, Canada. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group will never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name will never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for allowing me to do service in my past. Thank you for reading the Twelve Traditions, Jason S. from Alberta, Canada. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. 
Today we resume our study of the big book and we will be reading and commenting on the first and second paragraphs on page 28. Here was the terrible dilemma through a design for living that really works. I will now ask Tenzin P to go ahead and read that for us. Good morning, uh, Rebecca. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin P checking in from New York City. All right, what an incredible couple of paragraphs that I have the opportunity to read. Uh, here was the terrible dilemma in which our friend found himself when he had the extraordinary experience, which, as we have already told you, made him a free man. Uh, we, in turn, sought the same escape with all the desperation of drowning men. What seemed at first a flimsy reed has proved to be the loving and powerful hand of God. A new life has been given us, or if you prefer, a design for living that really works. Wow. So asking all that is holy to guide my words and may I be of help and may I be free of the self-centered worry that I'm not going to do it good enough. All right. So, uh, in fact, that is part of the design for living right there in a little mini prayer like that. First of all, um, well, let me go back before design for living. So, uh, this, uh, these couple of paragraphs are speaking about um, uh, what has just happened. Roland Hazard, who had uh, been to Carl Jung in Europe and then back and relapsed and went back to Carl Jung, desperately trying to figure out, you know, what happened. I spent a year full time, a lot of money in, in therapy with you, and I know what's wrong with me. <laughs> so what happened? So, um, and then when, when he uh, asked, the doctor told him that he was, he was a hopeless alcoholic, but with a certain kind of spiritual experience that involved more than just going to church and showing up kind of pro forma. It, it, it was something deeper than that, that he, that uh, Dr. Jung had seen made a difference in um, people who otherwise would be totally hopeless. So um, I identify on so many le levels. Um, I, I am so grateful to know that I personally am a, a, a compulsive overeater of the hopeless variety. And um, I've been at this point in our uh, beautiful program for many years and I worked very hard. So I would say that for many of those years, I was worked very hard, working very hard in a sense I was going to church, but there, going to the church of OA, but there was something deeper that, that hadn't fully happened within me. And um, it was in the form of OA that we do in the visions program, studying the big book, 
more deeply that I have had a change in attitude and come to the foundation of entire abstinence, working through the steps involved with, uh, involved with service, involved with constant paying attention to, well, how's it going with me? You know, prayers in the morning, inventory at night. Um, uh, but what I also want to share was that what happened with me, um, well, even in the early years, there, there was definitely uh, an experience of the educational variety from very early on when I came into um, the program six months before OA. I, there was another program in which I started. And... I remember standing on lo- in a lot of suffering. It was Christmas time, and I was standing online in a post office after having gone to meetings for a few weeks. And something happened to me standing on that line in the post office. And I don't have a name for it, but I looked at myself and everyone else. It was New York City. It was a very long line. And... I I did have some kind of experience of something much greater than me that involved everyone else in the post office, but everything much bigger than the post office. Um, I didn't fall over out of the line right then, but that but it was it was something different that allowed me to at least begin to go through the steps um, and to begin to do the the work of this program. But then there, there have been other things over the years. The design for living for me also involved, um, well, the way my sneaky abstinence works, you know, we, we each have a different story. Mine involved um, bottoms in, in a number of different programs. Oh, Tenzin P, we lost you, but um, actually, I think that was just great. Thank you so much. That's so for, strange. Um, yeah. I'm here, right. Rebecca. At, at what well, point did you lose me? I, because oh, I didn't do anything to the uh, I phone. Know. I know. That, that happens it's, sometimes. It's very tricky, and I don't think there's any rhyme or reason. But the hmm. truth is, Tenzin, that time was gone by anyway so um i maybe it was a sign <laughs> yeah so, uh, i wonder i wonder how much you heard off. but anyway um, oh we heard yeah i can't remember exactly because be, to be yeah. honest with you i'm all I'm right juggling over here but uh, <laughs> okay good well thank but you I'm gonna gonna and that's in, yeah thank you that's an inch everyone that's an interesting <laughs> sign <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> part of my uh answer to being nervous about sharing. So God bless and oh, have a good day, everyone. Job. And we really appreciate, <laughs> appreciate your service, Tenzin. Sorry you got cut off there. Um, it was a great message. Um, so thank you, Tenzin P. And um, I just want to say now that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. 
So if you haven't shared on an A Vision for You meeting on Wednesday or Thursday and would like to share on the first two paragraphs on page 28 in the big book, Here Was the Terrible Dilemma Through a Design for Living That Really Works, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Jen A. Jen A. Was that Johan? Yes. Shelly C.R. Shelly C.R. Jackie B. Jackie B. Ginger C. Melissa C. Melissa C. Awesome, you guys. Thank you. (laughs) Did I miss anybody? Let me tell you who I have. Jen A. Amy G. Amy D. I'll add. Okay. Uh, Johan. I forget the last initial. Shelly C.R., Jackie B., Ginger C., Melissa C., and Amy G. Did I get everyone who tried to get into this round? Okay. Jen A., take it away. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks for taking the meeting this morning. Good morning. My name is Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Littleton, Colorado. And I like Roland Hazard, too. Um, there's a terrible dilemma in me. And I had a freaky, cool, extraordinary experience as a result of working through the steps that made me a free girl. Um, and now that I'm free from the obsession to eat, um, wow, what a difference that makes. And I love his paragraph, how he starts off here, this terrible dilemma to it, designed for living that really works. Like he always packs it in and gives you so much in just a couple paragraphs that maybe you, you see the hopelessness, but then you get to see the hope at the end. That's what I love about the a big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and how he poetically writes. And today, like I remember being that drowning girl. I remember um, – you know, just thinking, I can't do this anymore. I was panicked. I was on the struggle bus. I was grasping at straws, the next diet, the next quick fix, right? I just need help. And it wasn't until I was at my most desperate place in that drowning process that I could grab grab the hand of what? Um, I'm not going to say it's the flimsy read. You can look at the flimsy read maybe as another, like another recovered fellow in Overeaters Anonymous. Um, It might be God for you. I don't know. It it, it leaves it up to interpretation. That's what I love about the way he writes. But for me, I'll just speak to this. It was the hand of another. You know, when I picked up that 100-pound phone after I had just binged my brains up and thrown everything up out the door, I'll never forget that the person on the other end of the line was there to offer me help, to offer me hope. Um, They didn't try to fix my problems right there on the line. In fact, my sponsor was a man of very few words, and he said, get to a meeting. (laughs) And I was like, okay, so I did it. And, um, you know, today I'll just say this, that what is this design for living that really works? If you've had a spiritual experience, if the dimmer switch just keeps getting brighter, which for me, thank you, God, it does on a daily basis. Um, I have neutrality around food, around exercise, around throwing up, around pills, around potions. I'm going to tell you, I spent the last 35 years of my life trying to control that. And how did it just, just bibbity bobbity boo poof disappear? That's God. 
That's the miracle of this program. There is no earthly explanation for it. I can't tell you. My mom's a doctor. She half the time doesn't understand me or believe me, but I'm going to tell you what happened to a girl like me. I don't care about the brownies on the back counter at work. The Oreos and the ice cream in my, in my house don't bother me at all. I can bake. I can go places where there's food and fun, and it's just amazing to me, right? That's the result of this 12-step program. Now, here's the other fact. The other fact that it's a design for living. Once the food is down, once the obsession has been removed in me, life starts to show up. And life's going to continue to show up. And after years of being recovered in the program of Overeaters Anonymous, guess what? Life still shows up. Shitstorms still come into my life. Life still happens. And you know what? I have a design for living, a God that I can turn to, 12 steps that I can work every single day. Pretty freaking amazing. My sponsor calls those BFDs big fucking deals. And that's what I look at every single day. I am so thankful for the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, for Bill who wrote this, and for the man who took my hand and led me to God. Just amazing. So if you're out there struggling today, find the hand of somebody else, right? If you're desperate and drowning, all you have to do is extend a hand. You know why? Because they'll come and they'll grab your hand and they'll help you too. And with that, I pass, Rebecca. Thanks. Thank you, Jenna. Johan, oh, Jenny's from Colorado. Johan, sorry. Hi, this is uh, Johan M. I'm like an Nancy, and I'm in Sweden. Uh, and I'm a recovery compulsive eater. Thank you so much for service, and thanks for the share so far. Uh, it's amazing, an amazing paragraph, and I'm so grateful and glad to be on the line today. Uh, what struck me today was really the word desperate and a design for living that really works. Um, I've been living on self-will my whole life, running the show, uh, trying to get this thing under control uh, through diets and, you know, whatever. And uh, uh, it only got worse and worse and worse. And coming to OA, uh, I, I admit that I had a problem. <laughs> I didn't really surrender. I didn't really put the food down. Uh, so I was still I was still basically in the food, which made me go out again. But coming back again to OA, uh, I found this desperation, and that's really the best friend one could have in this sense. I found the desperation to recover. I was willing to go to any length. I was willing to do anything to recover. I was beaten to a pulp of the food. Uh, so with that with me, I I, uh, I got a new sponsor. I, I worked the steps really fast. I started listening in to these meetings, to vision meetings, and things started to happen. Uh, I surrendered the food. I surrendered myself. I surrendered everything. I had nowhere else to go, and this was all I had. Uh, and that made it really work. Uh, through the steps, I did recover, uh, and today I'm living in step 10, 11, and 12, one day at a time, to the best of my ability, and I have a wonderful life, and I have this program, which is really a design for living that really works. I never had a moral compass in my life. I've, I've done whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do it. Uh, so I grew up in, in the rooms. I, I got to be an ad adult for the first time in my life. Uh, in the rooms, uh, 
So I'm eternally grateful for this program. And, you know, everything that you give into this, you get thousandfold back. You get you get so much back from this program every day. And everything, just what I wanted when I came in was just, I have a problem with food. <laughs> I need to get, you know, this under control. Now I can see I can't control it. I have to surrender. I have to work the steps. I have to do this every day. And uh, if I do that, I can stay recovered, which, which is a, a miracle. So, so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for service. And I'll pause. Thank you so much, Johan. N, as in Nancy from Sweden. Shelly C.R. Good morning. Uh, this is Shelly C.R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern Minnesota. Um, thank you very much for your service, and uh, thanks for everyone for being here and having this meeting. Um, I, like, hearing these two paragraphs is such uh, I mean, it's always such a helpful reminder. That's why I love this meeting so much. It brings me back every moment to, to the reality. Um, and and I was in that terrible dilemma. Um, and I remember, you know, coming to the meeting initially, um, finding OA, coming to meetings. It's like, okay, you know, it talks about, like, it's not a diet or it's not a calorie counting club or whatnot. And, um, and it's like, well, then I heard about a food plan and I was like, well, it, I mean, but it is, right? Like, that's what it seemed like it was to me. And so I kind of uh, connect that to that flimsy read, like, here's another thing that I'm trying, right? Yet another thing that I'm trying. Um, but the beauty of this, I mean, this is a design for living. This is not a weight loss program. It's not a diet club. It is, the, you know, the weight stuff and my food stuff is like, that's a symptom of what's going on on a deeper level. And through working this program, through getting a sponsor, working the steps with my sponsor, working it through the big book specifically, um, it's like this whole other world has opened up. And this design for living, like I have some structure around things that I was like flailing at before. And so because I was flailing, I would turn to food. Um, and so... I have now things that I can do because life doesn't stop, right? Things continue to happen. Um, but I have ways to manage things. And my number one way to manage things is to turn it over to my higher power. I have a connection with a higher power through this program that is beautiful and loving and supportive and allows me peace and serenity that I did not have in any way, shape, or form. And this new design for living, I've seen how it really works. I've seen how it affects relationships in my life, how it betters relationships in my life, how it allows me to connect with others on a deeper level, how I can do things that I would have been too scared to do previously, that I would have not taken the risk or trusted myself or whatnot. Um, just life is beautiful. It's kind of like I put on the, you know, sunglasses that have like a tint of the yellow. So everything is kind of brighter and more in color. And that's what this program feels like. And, and as long as I do the work every day, because there are certain things that I need in my design for living on a daily basis to help with those connections and to uh, turn things over to my higher power, it does work. 
Um, so I'm very grateful to be here, and with that, I will pass. Thank you, Shelley C.R. from Northern Minnesota. Jackie B. Good morning. This is Jackie B. from the Bronx. Can I be heard? Hello? You can, Jackie. Okay, you can, can Jackie. No problem. I just muted. Okay, go okay, ahead. Okay, no problem. I have a phone that just acts up sometimes. Well, I'm Jackie B. from the Bronx. Um, thank you, everyone who shared. I mean, I so identify with every speaker um, that, you know, I said, wow, they're telling my story here. Uh, the bottom line is, is I've been in this program more than 28 years, and I've worked the program all different ways. But I finally got my spiritual awakening when the time came when I gave up all those foods and ingredients that triggered the cravings and the obsession. And after that, it was, what do I do now? It's as simple as that. What do I do now? I either forget about it or I say, you know what? This means that I am awake. I'm aware. I no longer have noise in my head. Now the program starts. Now it's working the steps. Now it's being of service on every level. Even the newcomer can be of service by reaching out to other people, um, doing different things at different times. If you become a sponsor, be a sponsor. It's important. Put away, I have to put away my fears. Regardless of whoever asks me for being a sponsor to them, I have to put those fears away because you know what? The design for living today I have is my fear and my anxiety is met with program, with recovering every single day, with saying Jackie's way is not the way to go, but letting my higher power in through working with others, through doing my 10th step when it comes up, doing my 11th step, and turning my food over. It's as simple as that. I turn my food over to my sponsor. Whether she reads it or not, it, it's none of my business. I just have to be honest because I'm a liar. So that's why I send my food. So I don't lie today. But I have to live life on life's terms. And the only way I do that is by working these steps and by giving it away. Bottom line, I was selfish, self-centered. I was manipulative. I was all those things. But today I don't have to be that way as long as I work the steps. As long as I'm willing to say that, you know what, Jackie way is not the way. Jackie, through the steps and my higher power is the way today. And I have a better relationship with my 18-year-old. I have a better relationship with my husband. I have a better relationship with the clutter in my house and with people, places, and things. So with that, I tell you, wherever you are, stay here. Work the program. Be honest. There's nothing you could tell anybody that they haven't done it too. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie B. Um, before I call on Ginger C, I thought I would just let the people who got on late know what we read. And that is the first two paragraphs on page 28 in the big book of AA, here was the terrible dilemma through a design for living that really works. And Ginger C. Good morning, Rebecca, and thank you for your service. And Tenzin, uh, great 
start to this meeting. So thank you too for your service and all that's uh, helping behind the lines. I am Ginger C. Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Oh my goodness, it takes what it takes, people. All I knew was 20 years of relapse in this room of Overeaters Anonymous and never, ever, ever thought I'd be out of the food nightmare. And thank God again for every beautiful bite. It takes that because I had to be beaten into a state of reasonableness. And then I sought the same escape as others with all the desperation of that drowning man. You just think of the Titanic going down those cold waters and what they must have been experiencing. They would go to any lengths to stay alive and to keep breathing. And that's what happens from every beautiful bite. Because the food took me to a place that was a nightmare. And I had no idea that food could take someone there. In AA, they laugh about it. They say, oh, it's just ice cream, Ginger. It's not that big of a deal. But when I eat sugar, I want to kill myself because I get suicidal and I see no way out. And the greatest thought, the only thought that was coming to my mind at my bottom was going into my car that would never leave my garage. But we don't give up. If you're alive and breathing right now, there's hope no matter where you are on this path with God. And again, it's the research that I took that had to finally convince me, this is scary, this is real, this is my life, what am I going to do? And the only thing I could do at that point in time was say, God help me. And I really meant it. And I didn't put the food down for a few months after that prayer. But man, like Carolyn said, you take that one small step, God starts running to you. And it's a design that living a design for living that really works, even in rough going, no matter what our circumstances, no matter what's flying around me. There's a solution today. There's a way out. There is hope. And that's a miracle. And this design for living is stop thinking so damn much about yourself. I'm selfish and self-centered, and that's my problem, this third-step issue daily. Ginger thinking a little bit too long about Ginger. And so Bill would go to a hospital, find a drunk, and start talking to that person. And for those few minutes, he stopped thinking about Bill. And that's what it's all about. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Ginger C. From Colorado, I think. Um, Melissa C., you're next. Hi, good morning, Rebecca. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. Um, you know, when I read this, I think, like, what exactly is the dilemma they're referring to? Like, why, what would the dilemma mean, you know? And, uh, you know, it's a situation where a choice has to be made between two undesirable options, right? So for me, that really describes what it was like for me at that point. Like, I found myself um, crushed by the disease, by my weight, by my crazy mind, by the food, you know, that I knew wasn't good for me, but I kept going back to, even though I didn't want to anymore. And and so what's the undesirable? Like the option um, was that I was told I was going to need to rely and believe in something that didn't seem real. It was flimsy. And, you know, I just didn't think that I could do it. That That's the dilemma. And, and you know, for me, 
the real dilemma was I didn't want to eat, but I didn't really want to be like a God-speaking, higher-power, talking person. That that seemed like an awful option to me. Um, and, and, you know, the other thing is that I had this belief in, in the food that had failed me, and I had an ineffective belief in a God that I also believed had failed me. And that's the point in, for me in my recovery journey that it really began, you know, that... Um, you know, there's a point when we're told, like, I knew that I wanted my roots to grasp new soil. Like, I knew I needed something different. But, you know, it's like your your roots have to be willing to be pulled out of the old soil, shaken off, and there's a moment when you've got nothing. I felt like I had nothing to, to you know, to lean into. Um, that's the flimsy read. And, um, and, and my God, if you know, if, um, my God, if, if that power didn't come rushing in um, when I, really, for me, it began um, in earnest, you know, a number of times, but really it began, um, you know, on a regular, like, Saturday, and I walked into a home repair shop having been crushed again by the disease, and I saw someone across the store who had the kind of recovery I had always admired, but she had a belief in God that frightened me. And my feet walked my body over there. That's the only way I could describe it. And out of my mouth came, help me. That was the flimsy read. Um, And then I have, what do I have now? Like a far better substitute, a design for living that really, really, really works. And today, you know, it's not a dilemma for me. That flimsy read has really turned into this, like, beautiful relationship with God. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa C. from New York. And I believe I forgot to mention that Jackie B. is from the Bronx, New York. And Amy G., you're next, and then we'll take more names. Good morning. My name is Amy G. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon here. Yeah, what is the terrible dilemma? Well, we read about this on page 25. One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of of our intolerable situation as best as we could, i.e. binging my and puking my brains out. And the other was to accept spiritual help. This we did because we honestly wanted to and were willing to make the effort. That, too, was my dilemma, to accept spiritual help. What did that mean for me? That means absolute and complete surrender, admitting that I was powerless and that I needed spiritual help. I needed a power greater than myself. And for someone who came into program firmly entrenched in her agnosticism, that was a tough road to go. But what was my other option? In desperation, I reached out. What does Roseanne say? Whenever uh, someone still suffering reaches out, they want the hand and heart of OA to be there. Someone reached out to me. I got it. I was in the middle of my first Overeaters Anonymous meeting. I heard the word God. I was relating to everyone. I was thinking this might be me. Oh, my gosh. Someone said the word God. I got up in the middle of the meeting, and I left. And the person that followed me out of the meeting didn't come out and try to convince me that I, about God. They handed me the pamphlet that we still have in OA today with 15 questions on it that says, are you a compulsive overeater? And I answered yes to every single one. Talk about desperation, the gift of desperation. The power that people in program who are recovered that have a message of depth and weight that can hand stick their hand out and say, hey, I can be a vehicle of a program that transforms lives. 
Are we God? No, we're not God. I am just a vehicle, a messenger of these 12 steps and the power of God in these 12 steps that offer higher power, God, whatever you choose it to be. I remember that struggle for five years in Ovaries Anonymous, dying, beaten and pummeled by this disease. When finally someone said to me, Amy, my sponsor said to me, Amy, I don't care if you think it's Jesus, Buddha, or the universal vibes of a tree, as long as it's greater than you. It's not you and it's greater than you. And finally, I made the choice to surrender, to accept spiritual help, that I needed something, something out there. And I had to be willing to make the effort. I had to be willing to act as if because I didn't know what that higher power was at that point. And simple things being said to me like fire that old higher power and hire a new one, people would say. And finally, I started acting as if and I started believing. And lo and behold, as I put the food down and started working these 12 steps, that power evolved. And I can greatly say it is the powerful hand of God for me today that is transforming my life. And I just can't believe the the ability, the design for living that I have today. It's the same surrender every single day to my powerlessness over my life, not just the food, but my life. I'll give you an example. I have a daughter right now who's struggling with her own agnosticism. She's been dealt a tough hand physically right now, and she is struggling. And that same powerlessness that I feel, I feel that today. But today I have a higher power. I have a God that I believe, that I know that loves me and loves me and loves her just as much as he loves me. I also have the steps that when I want to control and fix her, I can turn to my step six and seven. I can do a 10 step. I can recognize that I cannot control or fix this child. So I have a design for living that works. It's the same way that when AA first got started, it wasn't the fact that people were just getting sober. Of course, that was awesome. It was the fact that families were being reunited. Marriages were being reunited. It was a design for living that be- went way beyond sobriety. It, got, it brought us an ability that I have today to cope with life on life's terms, especially when we're going through the valley and the darkness. And that trust and that belief and that God is what allows me to be sober, abstinent, and deal with life on life's terms today. And with that, I'll pass. Rebecca F., star one. Oh, my. Thank you, Katie. You got my back. I was saying to no one, if you haven't shared on A Vision for You on Wednesday or Thursday and would like to share on the first two paragraphs on page 28 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, here was the terrible dilemma through a design for living that really works, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Rita R., Rita R. Lynn S. Lynn S. And who else? Ramona A. Ramona A. Sippy J. Is it Tippy J or Sippy? Yes. Say that again. Sippy J. I got it right. Tippy J. I think that's all we have time for. Very good. Rita R. Lynn S. Ramona A. And Tippy J. Rita R, go right ahead. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for everyone who's um, getting this meeting, uh, keeps it going. Um, thank you for all the shares. And I especially want to uh, send out a, um, a thank you to the 
person who got us started today, I don't remember your name, um, Tristan or something like that, for giving me the language of self-centered worry, which has been with me for uh, decades. And I just felt compelled to share today because um, just uh, so thankful that um, that this program, this uh, uh, program of, of living, designed for living, exists. I've, I feel like I've tried everything. Um, I'm recovered today. I'm recovering just for today. And I wanted to share that um, it's just been so wonderful to realize that um, higher power does for me what I cannot do for myself. And since I've been in the program, since I've been listening to a vision, I had just this terrible, terrible habit of chewing my fingers and um, really just very unsafe and yucky. <laughs> and I'm putting it out there. Guess what? It, I don't have it anymore. I don't have it. And I can't tell you how many times I've tried to stop that awful, awful habit. And um, so um, it's not just, um, you know, having neutrality around the food, but it's so many other things. And I just, um, I can't wait um, to, uh, to, to share this with, um, with my fellows. And thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Rita R. I didn't catch where you're from. Are you still unmuted? Um, from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. And Rita, it was Tenzin P. from New York City, P-E-N-Z-I-N, if you want to look her up. Thank Lynn you. Lynn S. Sure. Good morning. My name is Lynn S. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. I just love when the paragraphs resonate in my heart. And this one's really doing that, being told or recognizing, understanding that I'm a free man. Why? Because of the loving and powerful hand of God that reached out to me in my despair. I'll never forget. I'll never forget that. And a whole new life has been given to me or as we prefer a design for living but what's so amazing is the hand of God was never a flimsy read for me because I had one of those powerful uh, spiritual experiences so it was quite magnificent actually but what has happened over the past 32 years I suppose is this message of being a free man, having the hand of God in my life has gone from that, wow, amazing, look at that, look how green the grass is, and, you know, I never saw this stuff before, and the sky is blue, all that awe and wonder of being freed from this terrible devastating annihilation of spirit and obsession with food 
all that awe and wonder has changed to awe, capital A, wonder, capital W, majesty, capital M. And I love it because our book talks about a message of depth and weight. And along this journey, this road that we're all trudging, the gift of that message and the depth of weight, it, it sinks deeper and it resonates. It goes from my head and then to my mouth and it lands in my heart. But it doesn't stop there. It goes deeper. This way of living has given me a freedom from those, all those voices in my head that I truly thought I was multiple personality. I really, really did because there were so many voices that gets reduced and reduced and reduced until they're so quiet or they're gone that I can hear that still small voice, that intuition And I listen, and a lot of the times I take the action that's suggested to me. This is how the hand of God works in my life to give me a way of living that frees me from my selfishness, my self-seeking, my dishonesty, and my fear. I am so grateful. Thank you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lynn S. from Toronto, Canada. And um, I forgot to say Amy G. Was from, is from Maryland. Uh, I'm jumping around here. Ramona A., it's your turn. Ramona, we can't hear you. Press star one or unmute your mute button on your own phone. Hi. Hi, Lynn. You are? Rebecca. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everyone, um, for being here and for all the shares. This is Ramona A., recovered in Vermont. And these two paragraphs speak so so loudly, so clearly to me this morning. I remember having a really vivid spiritual experience before I was in OA, before I knew anything about 12 steps or whatever, and I misunderstood it. Um, And then when I finally came into the 12 steps, I was really at a bottom. I really, really needed this program and was so willing to do, you know, whatever in it. And I thought I had, and I did have a long time faith and relationship with God, but I didn't have one that allowed me to totally let go. Um, I still felt that it was my responsibility to take care of all these things, to let go of the food, etc. And that lasted, has lasted for years and years until finally um, I've been given another spiritual experience, which is very small in, when you look at it, but it's huge for me, is that I can truly turn this over, the food over and my life over God and know that God will be there and catch up, you know, that God will be there and take care of things, that I don't have to still hold on to just a little bit myself. So that gives me such joy and and at the same time, all these years of being in program and studying the steps 
they've given me a new way of living. And I would, you know, share this with anyone and just hope that anyone who is on the line and hears and, and needs to to know this works. It really works. And this design of living is such now that with all the steps and with the people, I can handle what comes in life. You know, I could handle all of the exhaustion and work and, and sorrow of my mother's passing last summer. I could handle all that's happened with COVID. And I could handle all that's happened with all the ups and downs of elections. So I I just, um, I guess I'll pass with that because that, that said, that's what I can say to people is that if you believe, if you do it, if you work the steps, the change will happen. The new new way of living is there, and, and come and get it. So thank you. I pass. Thank you, Ramona A. from Vermont. And to BJ, you'll be closing us out with the shares anyway. <laughs> Hi, this is Tippy. Can I be heard? I hear you, Tippy J. Let us okay, know where you're great. from. Yeah, hi, my name is Tiffy J. I'm a compulsive overeater in Brooklyn, New York. Um, working towards recovery today. Um, I I just wanted to uh, say the words again of the last sentence. And for living that really works. You don't need to. Sorry, we're just going to get this Um This really works. And, and the biggest the uh, thing that I've been holding on to for the past 31 days is that it's a design for living that really does work. If I do as they tell me to, I will get what they got. And um, not to think that I'm different or better. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to have to pass. Thank you, Pearl, for being there. Thank you to BJ from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, it was difficult to hear you. Um, so we actually do have a couple minutes if someone would like to take them. M. Kathleen W. from Illinois. I think I heard someone whose last name began with M first. Did I? Chris M. Chris M. Is it? Yes. Okay, it's a little hard to hear you, and now we're down to one minute. Chris, do you want to take it? Okay, can you hear me? Yep, yeah, I'll take yeah, it. I hear you. Go for it. Okay, thank you. This is Chris M. Recovered in um, New York. Um, you know, the design for living, um, that required for me a, like a leap of faith. So I was going to leave behind everything that I thought I knew. You know, all those old ideas had to be smashed and really smashed for good because for 34 years in this program, I, I picked and choose what I wanted to do and how I wanted my program to work. And guess what? Uh, no recovery. <laughs> um, making my way towards recovery and having some um, sense of, of, of abstinence and, and emotional um, you know, healing and spiritual healing, but you know, not recovery like I have today. But you know what it made me think of in that Indiana Jones movie, I don't remember which one it was, where he's in this cave and he's looking down and he's got to go forward. But if he looks down, all he sees is this big pit 
but he's being encouraged by someone, I don't know who it was, that, no, just take your step out. It's going to be okay. And it's one of those things where your eyes play tricks on you. And he right. does, he takes a step out, and all of a sudden, the ledge, the walkway appears. And that's what it is. That's what it was for me. Just step out, trust that this, I was led to this program. It's a divinely inspired program. I'm just going to do what it says to do. And God takes care of me. And, and that's what happened. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Chris M. from New York for squeezing in there. Um, so thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Friday, January 8th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 16,155. That's 16155. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Matt J.F. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Thank you, Rebecca. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt J.F., recovered in Louisville, Kentucky. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do for the, each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.